Welcome, everybody, to another scintillating episode of Ringside Ramblings. Uh, I'm just going to cut you off right there. Oh, boy. We ain't got a lot of time today. You're in a hurry. (laughs) I'm in a hurry. Wife up at the airport pretty soon. Um, I just want to start by saying uh, what a crock of shit that we've been given lately uh, by WWE. Let me specify here. Uh, SummerSlam. We just did our SummerSlam predictions, and I, I would have to go back and look, and we would typically say, oh, look, I was right here, you were right there. But what a shit show. I mean, there were some good matches, don't get me wrong. There were some good matches. I enjoyed AJ versus Joe. Um, wish they had had a solidified outcome instead of that and built it up that way, but there were some decent matches. I didn't even mind some of the pre-show stuff, even though it was cut short. But uh, let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to Roman versus Brock in some of these matches. The outcome's pure shit. I know a lot of people on the Twitterverse, the twatters, um, we'll call them the wrestling twatters. And these are the ones who just, any shit that Vince shoves in their mouth, they're eating. They don't care. Peanuts, corn, uh, just anything that's in it. They're just like, this is the best thing ever. I'm sorry. If you're enjoying the shit product that Vince McMahon is giving you right now, not only do you deserve it, but you're part of the problem. Part of the problem because Vince has been shoveling shit for so long that these fans just expect this is how it is. They love, they all, Roman's the best. The Shield is the best. I'm sorry. As a writer, and yes, Twitter people, I'm a writer. I study this shit for a living. There is a certain aspect that you have to follow when you're a writer, when you write scripts, when you write novels, screenplays, theater. There's a certain formula you follow. You don't just randomly throw shit ideas out there and then cover it with a Band-Aid. And that's exactly what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. WWE has booked themselves into a corner and they're putting band-aids on. I got let's just throw Shield out there because everybody loves Rollins and Ambrose. Ambrose just come back. Put them in black, throw them out there as the Shield, and uh, fuck all the problems we've had with writing. We finally got the belt on Roman. Let's just put some band-aids on this shit. It is it is the worst wrestling product out there today. And it's a global company. So for all the twatters out there who are eating this shit and have a problem with any other wrestling fan voicing their opinion, go fuck yourselves. Because this is pure shit from a global company who can afford writers from Hollywood. And they do. They bring in writers from Hollywood. They bring in comedians from Hollywood. They bring in actors. Because these are the people that know the business. They go and hire directors and producers and music composers because these are the people that know what the fuck they're doing the one person that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing is vince mcmahon stephanie mcmahon these people don't have a fucking clue you know you want to compare it look at nxt triple h knows what the fuck he's doing he's down there he just put on the best goddamn pay-per-view of the whole summer in the farm fucking fat NXT 
where they bring the guys up that are super mega over and they bury them. NXT, who puts on a better pay-per-view than every goddamn pay-per-view Vince puts on. This, this is the guy that knows what he's doing. He's putting people in the right places. William Regal. A-Train. Fucking A-Train is training people. Why? Because he's been all over the world. He knows what he's doing. He has contacts. He's, he's bringing in people. These are the guys that know what they're doing. The future of the company looks great. As soon as Vince McMahon fucking dies, the company's going to rise up again. Because you got a guy in there who does not have a clue as to what he's doing. And am I qualified to make that call? Yeah. Because I actually am a writer. And I can write a show. I can write a novel. John, you can testify to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a little worked up because I'm passionate about wrestling. I love wrestling. So, for these twatters out there who are like, oh, well, you don't know. And, oh, you should just you should just change the channel. Fuck off. I watch the product. I put money into these products. And I expect a global company to be able to put on a good show. And, I mean, you know, we got to watch because we do these podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's my opinion. I also thought the Ronda Rousey bit was uh, horrible. You know, I, I called her one man, one man matar. Uh, <laughs> so she looks like the manatar. Uh, I don't know what was up with the face paint. She can't just rip off Roddy Piper. She's got to rip off the Manitar too. Um, that match sucked. It was horrible. It was cringeworthy. The match at SummerSlam, you mean? Yes. With Alexa. It, yeah. This is her fourth match in WWE. Her second pay-per-view match. I mean, she said two or third pay-per-view match. I'm sorry. One was a tag at WrestleMania. One was interrupted by Alexa, of course. And then she had the one match, one match on Raw with Alicia Fox. She is She-Brock. She is Brock Lesnar. She's everything she says she's not. I am not Brock Lesnar. Yes, you are. The only difference is that Brock Lesnar could could wrestle at one time. Uh, And I think that's something people forget. You know, Brock was credible. Very credible. we tune in Monday night, and what happens? She attacks Stephanie McMahon. You know what's going to come of this? Suspension. 30-day suspension, 60-day suspension. Something along those lines where we're not going to see her on television. Why? Because they have to protect her. They have to protect her because she's limited. Yes, she was a UFC woman, champion. Um, yeah, she's the baddest woman on the planet. Next, I guess, Holly Holmes and the other other woman uh but i want to root for ronda rousey i want to root for roman reigns give me a fucking reason to that's that's what i'm asking don't uh don't put her out there and just go oh god uh, well she's a specimen and she's picking up faster than anyone i've ever seen but we haven't seen that that means nothing to me so if if she's really that awesome if she's picking up quicker than kurt angle then put her on TV. Let us see some goddamn matches. You know, I mean, we saw Goldberg from match one on his streak. And was Goldberg pretty pitiful? Yeah, he was starting out, man. You know, the first 50 matches were rough. And uh, he got out there and he tried some stuff. He was an athlete. 
and some things worked and some things didn't. And when it didn't work, he didn't use it anymore. But when he found a spot that worked for him in his matches, he kept it. And they kept building until Goldberg was a phenomenon. I mean, no, Goldberg wasn't going to get out there and do the things that Nick Bockwinkle did or um, anybody else along those lines, like William Regal. He's not going to get out there. He's not a rock and roll express kind of wrestler. You know, but Goldberg found something that worked for him and he pulled things from other wrestlers and and he he got better. That's what they've been doing with Rousey. And we're not seeing it. We're seeing an awkward... Samoan drop. We're seeing some hip throws from judo, and we're seeing an arm bar. And the only thing that sold the whole goddamn match at SummerSlam was Alexa Bliss being able to dislocate her elbow. And I'm sorry, that match was pure shit. Anybody that that says otherwise has no fucking clue about wrestling, because yes, you you built it to a crescendo very awkwardly and very badly and this is the payoff come on it was a squash match that had no payoff and she shouted the whole time in the match are you ready for a new woman's champion (laughs) could you be more on the nose Uh, we all know you're getting the belt you look like a fucking tool and i mean goddamn, i'm saying this i I want her to succeed. I really do, because it brings a little bit of notoriety to the women's division. But if you don't prepare her, then it's pure shit. I mean, we see what it could be, because we look at NXT and we see Shayna Baszler. And Baszler's been out there wrestling. So we know it could be better than what it is. and Unless you're a complete fucking moron, which a lot of people are showing that they are. Uh, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired wow. up. I'm passionate. I just have stuff. I have to say we are over ten minutes into this podcast already. And you this haven't is, gotten a word this in. is the most I haven't gotten a word in. This is the most intense opening I have ever heard that there has ever been in an episode of Ringside Ramblings. This is you you are fired up like I've never up. heard before. And we've it's, known each other just, a long time. You're pissed. I'm I'm pissed one at WWE for, for producing this shit at what is the second largest pay-per-view they, they really put on. Um, especially after you watch NXT TakeOver. A good pay-per-view. You know? Uh, from top to bottom, it was good. Would I say it's great? I don't know. But it was really a good pay-per-view. And uh, I enjoyed it. And there were some surprises. But then you watch SummerSlam and you're let down. Not just let down. It was a long show. The pre-show was like two hours long. And amazingly, the matches were kept short. So that's a that's a big problem. If you're going to put on a pre-show, give these guys time to get out there and tell a story and, and get their shit in. Um, let me just also note the B-team. I, I'm starting to get irritated with the B-team just because <laughs> they're faces now. When? I don't know. But at one point, they became faces. There was never a solidified turn. They just became a comedy act. You can't be a heel in comedy because everybody laughs and cheers you. And that's what happened. So all, suddenly, they're just faces. They just start booking them as faces. Um, so, yeah, way to go for not knowing what the fuck to do with that. 
All right. Um, Let, let's 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 bring it in. I know you're mad. I know the tensions are high, and I know the blood's boiling. Let's talk blood about let, let's talk about the Shield reunion. Okay, we can talk about SummerSlam, but that's not really what I where I think the biggest okay. issue is. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the <laughs> Shield. Let's talk about the reunion, and let's break it down step by step why this idea sucks. Okay. For people out there, assume your listeners have no idea why you're mad. Assume they, oh. they, they can't comprehend the issue with this. Let's break it down step by step. Well, you have to start with the fact that they've never been able to get Roman Reigns over as a mega face. You know, they started, they started the Roman Reigns push, and it was organic enough when the Shield was uh, together. Everybody still liked Roman. We've we've uh, the past few weeks we've called him the hot tag, and that's kind of stuck because that's that's exactly what he is. Even still, yet he's the hot tag, and he was the big juggernaut of the group. He would come in, he make the hot tag, and he clear house, and it was kind of like the Goldberg effect, except in a six man or tag team group. The problem is, is that he, on his singles push, he didn't change at all. He kept the shield because they knew the shield was over, so they wanted to keep him as close to being popular as possible. Uh, when he got hurt, his push from the, or when he got hurt, his uh, fandom kind of just died down, you know? And at that moment, Daniel Bryan was built up, you know, the fans were so behind Bryan. And uh, so when he come back and they gave him that mega push, the fan base just was not feeling it. They didn't like it. They disagreed. And that's, that's why we get such a hated Roman Reigns today, because they kept pushing him no matter what. Uh, they push him over everybody. They have him win. And in that in that turn, when you start pushing him like that, you know he's going to win every time. You kind of get that John Cena effect, that Hulk Hogan effect at the end of or the middle of his uh, WWE career there, where it's it's not – there's no love in it. There's no spontaneity in it. And you already know the outcome because, you know, the – the machines behind him now, and despite the whole uh, anti-authority gimmick they try to give him, and the you know Vince is against him, and Triple H is against him, and Stephanie is against him, you know it's not true because fans are smarter today for the most part. Um, so there's that. So you have a Roman Reigns that's booed out of every arena, booed at every pay-per-view. Booed at the Royal Rumble when he wins. Booed when The Rock is in the ring with him. Uh, you have this Roman Reigns. Now, the fans love Seth Rollins. Fans love Dean Ambrose. So anytime they put him back with the Shield, they're hoping that they're going to get a little rub of cheers from those two. Also, just the fact that they know this is going to happen, they use it as a band-aid to cover up any of their plot inconsistencies. Uh, they use it to, you know, they're, they're going this direction that they know is going to get a bad reaction. So they're going to use that shield band-aid to cover it up. So you're and saying that this, this is just a cheap way out. The cheap it's a way cheap out. way out. Yeah. It's, a cheap, it's cheap writing. And they've done this before. They've done it before with Braun Strowman, actually. Braun's a... a, a a face and they bring the shield out and they're hoping is that they can put this 
band-aid on Braun Strowman to keep Roman from getting mega boobs. And uh, does it work? I don't know because a lot of people are buying into it. And so I would say that the lesser brain-celled fans are buying into it. <laughs> I'm going to insult people here. Because oh, man. I'm I'm tired of of playing nice and the, this fan base insulting the rest of us that see what's going on and that get that it's bad writing. Um, and these guys that are eating shit that's just shoveled to them, you know, they're eating their Romanos, they're eating their shield pies. They just love it. <laughs> Flick of corn in it. They just love this shit that they're being fed by Vince McMahon. Um, you guys are part of the problem. They're writing this cheap product and you think it's good. And, and that's, that's a big issue. And I, I do have a big issue with it because cheap writing means the product is eventually going to go down. And we've already seen, you know, there's Braun Strowman. They won't pull the, the trigger on him uh, yet. You know, we've had uh, Brock Lesnar for how long as champion? I mean, that just goes to show what a cheap writing it's been is they couldn't figure out a way to get the belt off of Brock. You know, uh, this morning for 15 minutes, I listened to Dave LaGreca mark out over the shield. And I usually respect LaGreca's opinion when it comes to wrestling and and his viewpoints. I could not believe what I was hearing. It's like overnight, this this complete metamorphosis. And suddenly he who has gone from someone who has made sense bashing Roman bashing the writing he's suddenly all over the shield and he's gonna buy the shirt and he <laughs> and and I just I don't understand how something like this can suddenly make the writing good it, it, it like you said it's a band-aid you're not making the writing good you're not treating the disease you are merely mitigating the symptom yeah and I mean so where do you go from here and here's the problem you go look on Twitter and you will see people go, yay, and oh my gosh, you know what? They finally turned Roman heel. Did they? Yeah. Shield's heel. Why is the shield heel? Because they attacked Braun. Yeah, but they've done this before and they did turn him heel. Right. And so, you know what? If you're out there and you think Shield's heel, uh, let's wait and let's see next week. Because I I have a feeling 95% that Shield is not going to be heel. Roman's not going to be heel. He was the biggest face he's ever been on Monday night. He's never been a bigger and better face than he has been. He was calm. He was talking just just calm and relaxed. He was talking like a family man. Yep. He was everything that I said he'd been needing to be in an interview. I picked and up on that instantly because I texted you and I said, he, he's kind of talking different. You know, yeah. it's not this in your face, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out and smash you up and do all this. But he was yeah. very calm and you know, well-spoken. You You flip the coin and they have shield come out and save his ass. And, uh, you know, there's so many problems I had with it. And I know people are, they're just looking at the surface and they're marking out on it. And it's like, why did they have to go change back into their black clothes? It made no sense to me. Storyline wise or anything. Yeah. Okay. Here's shield. Just come out in the clothes you had on you should come out in your black clothes all together next week. That's going to get the big pop. That's that would. Oh, look, the shields back together now. Are they face or are they heel? 
you have them come out in black all of a sudden, like they're going, Ambrose goes, hey, Rollins, let's go change into our shield gear, which we carry all the time. Let's <laughs> change into our shield gear and come out and save Roman's ass. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I mean, these are the sort of things that when you write, you look for and you go, hey, oh, this is an inconsistency. It doesn't make any sense. I need to fix this. So here, here's something that's going to fire you up. I'm, I'm going to get you a little bit more fired up. And this oh. might this might hit you very personally. I, so, I don't know. Let me just say this first. If I if I get cut off, because Wendy may, may call and I might be cut off here. Uh, <laughs> then I guess that's you'll just have to finish without me. But yeah, go ahead. So Dave LaGreca, as I was saying, he analogized the shield right now to the four horsemen. Oh God. And he said horrible. He said the shield's all about the titles. And you know, when when you see one member of the shield, you know there's another one close by, et cetera, et cetera. What what do you think about that? The the new four horsemen in a sense? I think it's bullshit. <laughs> The Shield's not the Horsemen. The Shield's more, I would say they're more like the Freebirds in that regard. Um, and you know what? They, they're not the Horsemen at all because we've seen Seth Rollins be getting his ass kicked, double teamed for the last month or two. And Roman's barely been around. Only when Seth Rollins gets his ass kicked, go backstage, then Roman comes out, hey man, I got your back. And then somebody will say, actually, you don't. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, I guess I don't. That's why he had to go get Ambrose. So don't give me this horseman shit. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns aren't Flair and Anderson. So, yeah, it's not. I, I thought you'd say that. I, <laughs> I, I thought you would disagree with that. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know where they're going to go from here. I, I don't think this is a heel shield as people propose it to be. Um, in fact, I think it's it's just going to be more of the same old, same old, where you don't have a definitive face, you don't have a definitive heel, and you don't have a consistent storyline as a result. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty sad, actually, because, I mean, uh, where are we going to go from here? Braun Strowman is, he's, you know, he's a face. He's over. You going to turn Braun heel? I don't know, you know? I mean, to me... If I'm looking at it, Braun is uh, Braun is more needed as a face than Roman Reigns. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, they should turn Roman heel. Um, I don't know if they should turn the whole Shield heel. <clears throat> I don't even know why they would get put Shield back together. Honestly, at this stage, uh, except that Roman needs that extra little rub from his friends to get over. But I I thought the booking. Up to this point was pretty sad. I think they've worked themselves into a corner, and this is what happens when you just book last minute and you don't you don't look ahead for a particular amount of time. I mean, they always start like after WrestleMania, they start looking to book the next WrestleMania, and I get that injuries happen and things happen and change, but when you have a plan, you need to kind of stick to it um, and build toward that and. If the plan itself doesn't work, you make adjustments. But Vince makes like last minute, really rash decisions. And we've seen that at every pay-per-view. There's like a last minute rash decision. Oh, we can't take the belt off Brock yet because Roman's not over. Roman hasn't been over for the last three fucking years. 
And yes, there's a fan base out there that does cheer him. These are the same fans that just eat whatever crap you feed them. Um, so, I mean, you really want to do some good writing, good booking, good build. And if Roman's not over with the fan base, you want him to be really over with pushing it and faking everything out does not fix the problem. Like you said, it's just a, it's, it's not the, the cure of the disease. It's just mitigating the symptoms. Right. Uh, so, and, so, yeah, I mean, they, they really needed to break Roman down and rebuild him about two years ago. Uh, at this stage, what do you do? The best thing they could do would be turning heel, strip off the shield look, give him his own look, um, and have something different for him instead of revisiting uh, the shield every five seconds. Turn him heel. Isn't he already heel? You know, I mean, yeah, he really is already heel. <laughs> but <laughs> if he's healed, then don't book him as a face. Right. And, and that's the issue. Heel. What what dictates if somebody's heel or face? Is it the booking or is it the reactions they get, and et cetera, et cetera? We know it starts <laughs> yeah. with the writing. It does. It starts with the writing, and it, all those things play a factor into it. Of course, if you're if you're writing for a heel, if you're if you're going to book them as a heel, then you want them to get that heel reaction from the crowd. And if if the crowd's not feeling it, they're going to let you know. And you have to take that into account because that's your fan base, that's your audience. And if if you can't work your audience, and you can't get them to boo or cheer the way you want there's a problem and an issue there. And I mean, I, I can't say it any more clear than that. Um, if I, I don't know, some people don't seem to get that. How much more time you got? I have no idea. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the air right now. And so she could be landing at any moment. So I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Gotcha. Plus we got that hurricane coming in. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, what about what, what do you think about uh, Becky Lynch? Because that that also struck that's, me as interesting. Right. So that's um, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, Becky Lynch has been a baby face this whole time. They haven't really done a lot with her. Um, as Arn Anderson used to say, they don't need you till they need you. Well, suddenly they needed her, and so they wanted to do this this storyline with uh, essentially vis- revisiting exactly what they did on Raw with Sasha and Bailey, except the titles involved. Um, so, so they had Becky versus Carmella. They got to toss Charlotte in there because they've turned Charlotte to Roman essentially. And, um, you know, there was some ascension there, you know, uh, the, the ascension Becky got her chance and Charlotte stepping on her toes. And so the problem is that Charlotte is not the greatest face. You know, she's, she's a little uppity. She's a little snooty. She, she's a flair. She kind of carries herself as a heel, even as a face. And, um, when you had Charlotte win the way she won and she essentially stole it from Becky Lynch, uh, you, you had, they had Becky, the one that turned heel, essentially turned her heel. Uh, was the was the attempt, and I think it failed because the fans cheered. You know, the fans they wanted it; they wanted Becky to kick her ass. Yep. And when Charlotte got beat down, the audience started chanting, "You deserve it." 
in my mind and in my ears, that was quite possibly the biggest babyface pop we heard at SummerSlam. It really was. And if they were smart, and we'll see tonight on SmackDown, uh, if they were smart, they would push Becky as the face and Charlotte as the heel. I don't think they're going to have Charlotte come out as a, as a whiny heel. But she should. She should come out and she should berate the crowd and say, hey, what I deserve is this belt, yep. and what I deserve is your respect. Yep. And and just berate the crowd and everything. And you have uh, Becky Lynch come out and chase her out of the ring. And Becky pretty much say, hey, you came out. You stole my the belt that should be mine. Um, you stuck your nose into this match. You've had all these title shots. I've had this one, and you couldn't let me have it. What kind of friend are you? to take this for me. She goes, if it was the other way, you know, she should be like, if it's the other way around, I would have been happy for you, but you just couldn't be happy for me. You had to come take the title. Yep. And I mean, they could, they could totally work with the crowd on this. Um, I, I don't see what plans there would be to have Charlotte face and a, a Hill Becky. Well, they, I, I really hope they don't do that. I mean, to me, the cards are in place for a Hill uh, Charlotte and a face Becky and yeah. it would be very easy to do you heard the crowd and yeah. and and in my mind I popped and I marked when when Becky attacked because I thought it was great it was that aggression that we've been wanting to see that she's been sitting back and she's been taking you know the, the poor creative decisions for a while and it was almost like it felt like everything just culminated into that moment and I loved it so I hope that uh, we see something like that happen tonight. I'm kind of excited for SmackDown. I think they definitely got the better end of the deal uh, from SummerSlam uh, with everything with Joe and AJ. I know it wasn't exactly yeah. what you, you were, were hoping would happen, uh, Joe, but that's still yeah. very personal, and that's still good That's still good in, in my yeah. mind. And it, it does keep stretching it out, so I'm not... It, it could be worse. Look at Raw, you know? Right. I'm not let down with the end of the match. Uh, I was just hoping for, you know, a solid finish and let the feud continue with AJ chasing. Um, AJ's kind of chasing Joe in the sense that Joe's suckering him in. Yes. Um, So I I, I do expect Samoa Joe to get the belt at some point this this end of the year. Um, And I think it might be as soon as the next pay-per-view. I can see it happening to stretch it out even further. When does AJ AJ beat the record? Oh, I have no idea. I think think that's probably like 40, 50 days away, something like that. And here's Um, kind of the bad bad side of the politics of wrestling is that, you know, they have him on the cover of, I think, the video game. He's set to beat Punk's record. And... You know, these are some of the smaller qualities that seem to go into the thought process of booking instead of just booking the product that's current. Right. Instead of just focusing solely on the creative standpoint, you're yeah. thinking about the video game sales. You're, you're thinking about title history. Um, yeah, and I, I, and I don't. The, yeah, I don't think that that helps when you're trying to book a creative show. Uh, focusing on oh but wait aj's on the video game cover so we want him to be the recognizable champion you know i I don't think that helps the product at all you know um it just gets in your way of of booking a solid show a solid feud and i don't know i mean i don't know why vince makes these decisions but 
you know, I've heard interviews before with a lot of the old timers, like uh, Mr. Fuji and, and that generation, that when they had retired and they were still working for WWE, WWF at the time, uh, Vince would book a show and then he'd go to his office or he'd go eat or whatever. And, and the old timers would just swipe it away and then they would rebook everything. And you don't have that now, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, for them to say that kind of, I think it's very telling that Vince has, doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Anything else notable off of SummerSlam that you want to talk about? Uh, we uh, had. Um, I was just going to say that I think the B team needs to quit the fluke thing. Yeah. Um, we talked about the other day, you know, Curtis Axel, former Intercontinental Champion, Bo Dallas, former NXT Champion. Uh, before they were booked as Stooges, these guys were taken seriously. Uh, Curtis Axel in a really good tag team with Ryback, at, you know, back in the day. Uh, he was a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, Bo's never had that big run on the main roster, but in NXT, he had a hell of a feud with uh, Neville for the title. So, I mean, these are two guys that should be taken a little bit more seriously. I, I get the aspect of you wanting them to be uh, kind of a fluke win to get the title, but now that they've gotten there, I would like to see they take themselves more seriously and and go for a win you know, a solid win instead of like Bo Dallas accidentally ass bumping a small package into a, his team winning. That um, sounded really, really wrong. Just, just that's what happened. That it was, that's exactly what happened. And it was awful. And it's like, at some point we have to go, okay, well, these fluke wins aren't getting them over anymore. It's, it's making the rest of the product look worse. <laughs> I was actually referencing that you said ass bump into a small package. Um, That's what it was. I call them like sassism. <laughs> um, you've been very vocal on Twitter lately, too. And I've been really oh, I'm, enjoying I'm it. I'm sick of it, man. I'm just sick <laughs> of these, uh, these, these guys that think they're smart. Uh, they think they're so smart. Now, I guess they, they must think I'm you know, 16 year old and I live in my mother's basement or something like them, apparently. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, dude, go, go fix the toilet, go stock some shelves, go back and do whatever it is that you do. Um, I've, I've studied wrestling. I study writing. I've studied screenwriting. You know, I am a writer. I write about wrestling. Um, you know, I mean, I have promoter friends, I know some wrestlers and it's just like, I, you know, we do the weekly, we used to do the, the show, we do this show and I, I'm on a mid card Mana and I talk about wrestling and, you know, I've, I don't want to toot my own horn as Arn Anderson would say, but you know, I, I've studied the product long enough that I get it. And if, if I'm watching it, I'm watching to enjoy the product. But if I see something that's overly, not what it should be, then yeah, I get irritated. Not, I get, I'm passionate about wrestling. So for I, some I, of these yeah. morons to say, well, just change the channel. Well, no, I'm not just going to change. Do you, if you go to McDonald's and you order a cheeseburger and they give you a chicken sandwich with extra pickles, do you just go, McDonald's knows what they're doing. I'll just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd, you'd probably be pretty pissed off. 
I, yeah, I mean, you'd go back like Braun Strowman, you'd be like, give me my sandwich or you're going to get these heads. There's pickles and, on this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, these, these uh, rag dolls out there on Twitter, man, I mean, they just, they think that you can't complain about something. It's like that that little dispute we got into with Boss Club Forever, who promptly pointed out, uh, in reference to Alexa Bliss, that one, Alexa was scared of taking bumps and that you could see it on her face. Um, but she also <laughs> said, in the ring, she hasn't created anything memorable. And that's not subjective. Listen close. That's not subjective that she hasn't created a memorable moment. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. WWE themselves don't consider Alexa a trailblazer that brought about the change for women's wrestling. She can't even get a shout out when the Divas Revolution gets brought up. Excuse me, Boss Balor Club, whatever your stupid (laughs) name is, okay? First of all, you need to learn what a fact is and what an opinion is, my friend, because clearly you're very confused. Uh, you're going to say that it's a fact that Alexa Bliss hasn't created a memorable moment. Well, who the hell are you to say what's memorable and what's not? Let me tell you something, my friend. If something is memorable to you, it might not be memorable to me. If something is memorable to me, it might not be uh, memorable to you. That is subjective. That is an opinion because it could differ between me and it could differ between you. So before you get on your high horse and you start trying to tell me what a fact is, you need to sit back, open your dictionary, and learn what a fact is instead of trying to lecture me on that. John. So, so, so there's that. Um, John, I'm afraid you need to just eat this shit with corn in it and peanut pills and luck it. You're trying to tell me that that, that it's, a fa- <laughs> it's a fact Alexa Bliss hadn't done anything memorable. Let me just point out, you, know, you deal with facts all the time in your line of work. So, I mean, to, to say that it's a fact or, you know, to, to mix the two up with this guy is a, a bad idea because there's a huge difference. And, I mean, you want to get into legal aspects, this is the wrestling fan to do it with because he's going to eat your ass. <laughs> but yeah i mean there there's facts there's opinions or as these twats like to call them to now alternate facts um it, it's just it's a mess out there with the fan base a little bit uh like i said dodoby has crafted a fan base that likes their product and i want to like the product i just want a smart product if you're a global company, you need to put on a global show that encompasses what a wrestling show should encompass and it should do. You know, it, it shouldn't just be crap all the time. And that's my big problem with the product. They got the best roster in the world and very talented guys that really know what they're doing. And if you if you if you don't think I'm knowledgeable enough, then look at some of the guys that have been in the business forever who've left WWE. Al Snow, you know, if if you want to know something about wrestling, look at Al Snow. Listen to Al Snow. I mean, he'll tell you. The way WWE does things is just pure shit. And, I mean, if, there's there's so many guys you can look at and listen to if you don't get the the basic fundamental aspects of wrestling. Uh, the, the, I call them wrestling dynamics. 
of what a match should entail, uh, what the storyline should entail, what your ultimate goal is. And I mean, here's the biggest problem is if you want to make money and sell seats and merchandise, you want a, a product that excites your fans. And if you're having to cover up the end of the show where your champion is getting booed out of the arena or your top face is getting booed out of the arena. If you're having to cover those boos up, if you're having to stick band-aids on it, if you have to have, you know, Braun Strowman come out to satiate the fans because you know, this is the worst match and they're going to hate the outcome. So you got to do these little tricks to keep them from getting upset then something's wrong with your product. Something's really wrong with your product. Boy, oh boy. I mean, I don't know what else to add to that because I think that sums it up really well. And and thinking about it, I I don't understand. It it seems like some of these things are, are done because they can be done rather then they should be done. And to, to just think about, you know, the Roman situation and, and the shield situation, what, it, what is the long-term goal to get Roman over? I, I would assume that's it, but I'm guessing, but yeah. what, what are you doing at the expense of Rollins and Ambrose who had a pretty good thing going on? You know, are, are they going to just Abandon the feud with Ziggler and McIntyre? Probably not. I, I would think not. I mean, they they abandoned but, the whole thing with Samoa Joe. You know, Joe put Ambrose on the shelf. They're in the same building. They're on the same show. Ambrose is coming back from hurt, looking like he's pissed off, looking like somebody's just stabbed his grandmother, <laughs> and he wants revenge. And you got to tell me that he doesn't get involved in the AJ Joe match. He doesn't find Samoa Joe backstage. We're just supposed to forget about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I could totally see them just dropping whatever because it it'll they think it'll help get Roman over more. And if they screw over Rollins, so be it. Uh, I mean, there, there's no consistency with their storytelling here. I'm just... I, I don't feel like there's much more to say about it. It's it's absurd. And I'm just kind of sitting here. I'm just kind of drinking my coffee and and just shaking my head. And then I kind of feel like an old man who's you know, being discriminatory against youth out on his porch. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> well, it's just. I'm, I'm young and stupid, apparently, even though I'm, I'm old and smart. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I want to read, I I read one of your tweets. Because I really enjoyed it. Oh no! Um, yeah, let me just pull that up real quick. Pull it up, yeah. I don't, I don't oh, you've know. tweeted, you've tweeted more since I've been on your. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta stay off Twitter. No, 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 no. Or no, it's good. Um, okay, so this is from you, uh, Sam underscore Keola on Twitter. Um, if you like that cheap goodwill finish then you're part of the problem. The SummerSlam finish was dollar store cheap too. You've been hoodwinked by the carny con man Vince. And while wrestling started in the circus, it sure should have evolved past this. 
Wow. You devalued Goodwill. That, that uh, yeah, I did. That uh, <laughs> really pissed off a lot of twatters. Um, <laughs> I think one blocked me because they, they just, you know, they didn't like my replies to them, I guess. But, hey, you say stupid shit, then I'm going to respond to your stupid shit. Oh, I, I uh, see there it, where they called you young and stupid. Young and stupid. It makes me laugh. I'm like, yeah, I'm young and stupid. I'm 40 years old and you're, married you're, to a doctor and I'm in Hawaii and I'm a writer. But I'm young and stupid. You're a waste of oxygen, too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Thanks. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Like, please just clock into work and go stock some shelves at Walmart. <laughs> you're you're dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> box of rocks. Oh yeah. man, what's like, wrong with you? These don't people? know me. I don't know. I, I, I it's funny. I, I laugh about it, but uh, man, that's some, yeah. I can't. I love it getting blocked on Twitter. It's great. Uh, I'm trying to hold back too. Because, you know, I don't want to get banned from Twitter like Tomatonga. He, he's back, though, so there's always hope. Um, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Um, it's, it's just, it's pathetic, these people that, uh, you know, they, they can't form their own opinions. They have to be told. And you can't have an opinion on the product either. You just need to change the channel because opinions don't matter unless they're facts that how good somebody is like Sasha or something. Well, apparently, according to Twitter, opinions are facts. So I'm still mad about that one. That, that, <laughs> I was, tell. that was absurd. I couldn't tell to stop all. and say that um, uh, you're because you don't have memory of Alexa Bliss moments that it's a fact that, that you know, like, and here's the thing too. Both of us would agree that uh, you know, Alexa Bliss isn't our favorite. No, it, she's not perfect out there in the ring. But to sit there and say, "Well, Sasha's so much better than Alexa Bliss," I, you know, I have to disagree with that. I, I think they're both good, and I think you know, if to say that you know Sasha's created memorable moments and Alexa hasn't, I disagree with. And you know, you try to say that, well. WWE.com says she had one of the greatest <laughs> matches of all time. And I'm like, really? I feel like that moment when Stone Cold's talking to uh, uh, that one girl on uh, Tough Enough, and she, he's like, what's your favorite match? And she's oh, like, yeah. Malika versus whoever. And he's like, who? Oh, man. You know, that's what I feel like when I'm talking to these people. It's like, that's the kind of people they are. Obviously. You're telling me, you're telling me that, that Sasha versus... I don't know who it was. Bailey is like one of the greatest women's matches of all time. Then you really do not know women's wrestling. And uh, if you want to be on board, this whole women's evolution thing, then it shouldn't just be a facade, which is what it is right now. Um, you, women need their own product. They need their own network show. You want to really get behind it. You want to show us that you're behind women wrestling. Then give the women a network show. You put uh, Charlie, what's her name? Charlie Cruz? Charlie, Charlie Caruso. Chase? Yeah. Charlie Caruso. You put her and um, the other girl, I can't remember her Renee name. Renee Young? Guys, yes. You put her and Renee <laughs> Young as the commentators on the show and maybe, you know, who, somebody else. You put give, give three of them. Um, 
put them on there. Let them call women's wrestling and, and give the women a real chance and put all the women on one show so they can work together and they can learn. And, uh, you know, hey, that's women's that's women's evolution. That's women's wrestling. You have five women on one show. You're not giving them a chance. You're just you're just making this image that you're saying is women's wrestling. It's really not. So we, we often say but, that this podcast is kind of a, a release, a moment of release and, and therapy. Do, do you feel better? Uh, at the moment, yeah, I kind of feel better at the moment. But it's going to start uh, building up once we hang up, isn't it? It is because, yeah. you know, the product's <laughs> not better and it's, it's still the same issues are there. And I mean, there's, there's issues, there will always be issues, but there's no attempt to fix the issues, I feel. And we've, we've built all summer to a, a, a point of positivity, I guess you could say, that, hey, there's hope. But now we're at a point again where it's like, you could have done all these things and you chose not to. <laughs> and it's like, you, you chose the worst possible decision out of like 50 decisions, you know, 50 possible outcomes. You chose the worst one that shouldn't even been able out there to begin with. And it's like, why wouldn't you as a promoter want to send everybody off SummerSlam mega happy with, with all this hope and vision and everything. Why wouldn't you want to do that in this situation? Uh, It's beyond me. I don't know. And then for there not to even be a mention of Kevin Owens last night on Raw, not even a mention. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't get photo. it. Um, so I guess we go ahead and start wrapping this thing up. I conducted a poll on Twitter. Um, how would you grade SummerSlam? Leave your thoughts and comments, and they'll be on the next podcast. And of course, nobody wants to be on this podcast or probably even listens to it. <laughs> um, but nonetheless. Oh. We're dumb as a bag of rocks. Well, and... you're old and stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or young and stupid. My bad. Um... <laughs> I guess that's a compliment in a way. I wish I was young and stupid. Well, that's just because you look so great in your profile picture. Um, <laughs> how would you grade SummerSlam? 18% said A. 28% said C. 14% between D and F. And the winner is B at 40%. Um, I think B is very generous. I'd give it a C plus at tops, probably a flat C. Yeah. Yeah. It was because I mean there was some there was some good matches. I mean, there were some good matches. Uh, it's just I you know, I like I said, I can't really fault the performers, you know, so so the matches that were good. I really kind of tip my hat to the performers for, for doing what they could and what time they were given. Um, even like the, the pre-show, I thought the, the matches were, were pretty good. It's just, you know, they're, they're on the pre-show and nobody is going to watch it. And nobody's even in the arena hardly yet. And uh, so it's, it's not doing anybody any favors. And the pre-show was like, what, maybe half an hour of wrestling and an hour Tops. and a half of Recaps. Recaps and talking and JBL appeared out of nowhere like a wild Pokemon. Um, <laughs> just really random. Um, so you, you took liberties with this podcast today. You you interrupted me and you started going off. So the floor is yours. Going off. Take us home. 
uh, all I can say is, man, the the fan base out there, the audience, you you need to know if, if God, we're just gonna do. I'm gonna say this: we're gonna do a show one day, maybe next week, maybe later this week. I don't know. We're gonna do a show that covers the fundamentals of wrestling, wrestling dynamics, in storytelling, in feuds, in matches. What needs to happen? Because I'm seeing a lot of it that isn't happening out there. And the fans, a lot of these fans don't know what to expect. And I guess they just think it's a video game where you just, they just do whatever. Um, so I, I do want to cover that at some point. And uh, we've talked about it before, but I think it's even more important to do that now than ever uh, to, to cover that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to wrap it up with, except uh, if if somebody has an opinion on the product and you don't agree with it, you can you can state that you don't agree with it. But everybody has their own opinion. Uh, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But to say that people shouldn't have an opinion at all, um, that's ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Don't, that's yeah. Don't be ignorant. If somebody has an opinion on the product, let them state that opinion. And if you have a good rebuttal, rebuke, rebuke it. Um, if you don't, then you know what? Follow your own advice and change the channel. Ooh. Move on and follow the other tweet. Because if somebody shouldn't be able to uh, complain about what they're seeing, then you shouldn't be able to complain about what complaint you see. So, and maybe they should I just said, get off of Twitter. You know, hashtag so shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one hurt. That hurt me. And you're not even talking to me. Um, no, that's good stuff. I think that was actually a really good way to, to take this thing home. Um, final words about the shield and then we'll go. Oh, final words about the shield. I'm, I'm trying um, to, to get every bit of anger I, I can out of you. It's very entertaining. I, I don't I don't know what the hell they're thinking with the shield. Uh, I don't see a reason for it. There's no big feud on the horizon that Shield could go against. Um, so I I don't know I don't know what they're thinking with it except that it's a band aid and a crutch. So I don't know. I'm not sure what they'll do with it, and uh, I'm I'm scared to see what they'll do with it. I don't. I don't see much positive coming out of it. Um, you know what they should have done? If they should have done anything, instead of the shield, it should have just been AOP coming out. Because they've they've sucked the life out of AOP, and they need something. They have AOP. Everybody's kind of marked like, hey, Roman Reigns should tag with AOP. They should have a new shield. And uh, yeah, they should have done that. And then there would have been a little bit of heat between original shield and new shield and you know maybe you have ambrose a part of this four-man group with aop and roman and you kind of leave rollins on the outside because i think rollins should be on the outside he's he's evolved so much from the shield days and every every time he puts that vest back on it feels like a downgrade from from what he has become a superior athlete a a great storyteller but he keeps putting that vest back on and, and he's he's he, he's so far removed from that. Um, so anyway, that's it for today. Um, a, a very fiery episode of Ringside Ramblings. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this situation. 
Um, I am excited for SmackDown tonight uh, to see the fallout of the Becky Lynch uh, situation, uh, as well as the storytelling uh, development between AJ and Samoa Joe. Uh, so until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be sure, if you can, to leave us a review. Uh, whether that be on iTunes or what have you, uh, any of your chosen platforms that you listen to, uh, try to try to leave us a good review uh, so we can keep doing this, uh, keep getting the word out. Um, leave us your thoughts and comments. Always, always welcome, uh, whether that's a tweet at me or Sam or uh, a DM on Twitter. Until next time, this has been Ringside Ramblings. <laughs>